everyone, and welcome to the English Like a Native podcast, the podcast that's designed to help you to improve your English. My name is Anna, and today you're going to have to bear with me while I try and pick apart the differences between these two words, bear and bear. Hmm. These two words are... You've guessed it. Homophones. They sound the same. Bear, bear. But they have different spellings and meanings. So let's have a look at the spelling first. Bear, version one. B-A-R-E. Bear, version two. B-E-A-R. Now put your hand in the air if homophones cause you problems. Are they confusing for you? I can tell you right now, my hand is in the air. Homophones are not just confusing for learners of English, but they're also confusing for natives too. We understand the meaning, but when it comes to writing them down, we're sometimes unsure which version of the word to use. So in the case of bear with me, which is a common phrase that we use. Which version of bear do we we choose? Well, let's work it out together. So let's start with the most commonly used word. And that is the word (laughs) bear, B-E-A-R. First of all, it's a noun. Think about a big grizzly bear, a big furry bear coming out of the woods. If you go down to the woods today, you're sure of a big surprise. If you go down to the woods today, you'll never believe your eyes because you're going to see the teddy bear's picnic. So, bear also acts as a verb. Okay, so it means to carry something or to put up with something. Now, to put up with is another way of saying tolerate. It's a phrasal verb for tolerate or to endure. So I always think of a very strong bear. He's so strong, and bears generally are quite strong, aren't they? He's so strong that he can carry things. He can endure all sorts of hardship. He can put up with a lot. He can tolerate a lot. So always connect this vision of a big, strong grizzly bear being able to hold on to things. You can even think about a bear hug. A bear hug is a huge embrace where someone really wraps their arms around you and gives you the biggest, tightest hug. Oh, sometimes it's lovely to get a bear hug from somebody, isn't it? So bear, B-E-A-R, think about strong bear, carrying things, tolerating things and enduring hardships can put up with anything. Now, the other word, bear, B-A-R-E. This one is an adjective, which means to be naked or uncovered or empty. So you might think about the cupboards are bare. Oh no, the cupboards are bare. What are we going to eat today? Or you can think about being completely bare having a bare bottom. I don't want anyone to look at my bare bottom. It actually reminds me of 
a clothing brand that provides tights, very woolly tights for babies and toddlers. And they they tend to put an animal's face on the bottom area of the tights. And it always makes me laugh to see the bear face on the bottom of children because I think, oh, it's like a pun, a bear bottom. It's like a visual pun, a bear bum. It's not a bear bum. It's not a naked bum, but it is a bear on a bum. It's a bear bum. So that's <laughs> that's confusing because there I'm thinking about the animal, the bear, but actually it's insinuating the other version of bear, the adjective naked, B-A-R-E. Is your head spinning yet? Now, the other problem with bear, B-A-R-E, is that it can also be a verb. And in a verb form, it means to reveal. So think about making yourself naked to show yourself to someone. I'm going to bear all, which means I'm going to reveal all. I'm going to bear my soul is a common phrase. I'm going to bear my soul to the world and tell them exactly how I'm feeling, what I'm thinking. This is who I am. I'm going to bear all in a revealing interview. Another common phrase is bare minimum. If you have the bare minimum, it means it's you've got the least possible amount of something. So for example, I might say, when I'm traveling, I like to travel light. So I take the bare minimum with me. I take the least possible amount of things with me. I like to travel with just one backpack. So I'll take the bare minimum. So that's a common phrase with B-A-R-E. But what are some common phrases with the version, the B-E-A-R version? Well, bear with me, I said at the beginning of this podcast. Bear with me is a very common phrase. You might hear it on the phone. You might hear it in informal situations if you're waiting for someone or informal situations in a shop, perhaps in a restaurant or in an office environment. And it means be patient with me. Just wait for a minute. I'm trying to do something in order to then be able to help you. So I might say, please bear with me while I turn on my computer. We need to book a date into the diary, but bear with me while I turn the computer on. It will take just a few minutes. Another common phrase is to bear something in mind. So you might tell someone, bear this in mind. And it means remember this, think of this, keep this in your head. So I could say, bear in mind that your brother is only two. You must be patient with him. I might say that to Jacob, actually, because his brother is nearly two. And Jacob can sometimes be a little impatient with his little brother. So I have to say, Jacob, you know, bear in mind, Caspian is only two. Well, he's soon to be two. But he's not as big as you are, so you have to be gentle with him. What other phrases are there? Well, you could bear the brunt of something. Usually you're bearing the brunt of an impact or of someone's anger. That's how it's commonly used, to bear the brunt. And it it means to take the full impact of something. So imagine a car crash. What is going to take the full impact? Well, it's whatever is hit first, I imagine. So if it was a lamppost 
the car crashes into a lamppost and then into a fence and then bashes into another car, the lamppost will take the full brunt. It will bear the brunt of that impact. It's the first thing that takes the full impact of that car. So I might come into the office one day really angry and say to you, oh, if anyone says a word to me, they will bear the brunt of my anger. (laughs) I mean, that scenario is never going to happen because, well, I'm a happy, smiley person. I'm very, very rarely angry, especially not with other people. So another phrase that you could use is to bear weight. And this just means to support weight. So for example, if I've just put a few sticks together in the garden to work out a frame and I've gone to get the drill and the screws to pin it all together and then I see Jacob, my three-year-old, trying to climb on it, I'd say, oh, Jacob, no, don't climb on that frame. It's not ready to bear weight yet. It can't support weight. It's not ready to bear weight just yet. Hang on, bear with me while I go and get the drill. And bear in mind that I still have to paint it. So even when I have drilled it all together, you'll have to wait while I give it a lick of paint. You can also bear pain. So you can bear the pain. It means to endure pain. Or you might be, you might say, I can't bear it. Oh, oh, this is so painful. I can't bear it. For example, I won't have my legs waxed because I can't bear the pain. And that's true. I find waxing to be quite brutal, quite painful. I think maybe I have very sensitive skin. So I I can't bear it. I won't have it done. Or I might say to my partner, please turn off that music. I can't bear listening to it anymore. I can't tolerate it. I can't endure it. It's just not my style of music. It's too loud and I've got a headache. And the final phrase that comes to mind is to bear fruit. If something bears fruit, it means that it shows positive results. It yields positive results. So for example, your hard work will pay off and your business will eventually bear fruit. Just imagine a cherry tree. I'm looking at my cherry tree in the garden right now as I speak. Imagine a cherry tree, you buy it as a tiny little sapling, a teeny tiny little thing. You grow it over the years, you give it light and warmth and nice fertilized soil, you water it, and after many years of all that hard work, it eventually bears fruit. It gives me fruit, it holds fruit, it rewards me. And then I eat all the cherries if the animals in the garden don't eat all the cherries before me. So hopefully that gives you a clearer idea of how we use bear versus bear naked. Thank you guys for bearing with me while we delved deep into the differences between bear and bear. If you have enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support this podcast to keep these episodes churning out, then please do share it with your friends, post about it on social media, or if you could leave a rating and a review. 
If you're interested in receiving mini English lessons directly into your inbox, then head over to my website, englishlikeanative.co.uk and sign up to my mailing list. Until next time, take care and goodbye.